VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English and explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Ride the Vibes. This is your host Steve, and this is your host Winnie. And today we're talking about a really interesting, but also a very helpful topic, and that is we're going to be talking about job interviews, how to prepare for them, some of our funny stories or horror stories, and because Winnie and I are not necessarily experts on conducting interviews as interviewers, we brought on a returning guest who has more experience than we do. So I'd like to welcome Victoria back to the show.、Mm-hmm. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, everyone. This is Victoria. All right. I think maybe we can start with you telling us a little bit about your past experiences. Sure. So、um, I used to be a recruiter, recruiting、uh, teachers to teach online for us.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, for the past experience, I've interviewed a thousand and more in,、uh, teachers. Damn. Yeah. Either through video call or just f- by by phone call.、Mm-hmm. Actually. So there was this. A period of time when I was in the states, and I would just pick up the phone, dial the number, call, hang up for eight hours a day, just interviewing, phone interviewing. Do you still have your voice by the end of the day? No, <laughs> I'd be <laughs> That's like, crazy. <laughs> I'm curious, what are these teachers? Were these like ESL English teachers or like high school teachers? What teachers were they? Right. So,、uh, for recruiting to be teachers to teach online for us, they need to have at least a BA, and Uh, BA pre- as in bachelor's degree. Bachelor's degree 就是有、yeah. 有那个学士的那个学位嘛。Exactly. 对。Or they have enough ESL teaching experience,、mm-hmm. English as second language learner experience.、Mm-hmm. Right. So th- you're saying that th- this company was in the states. This company is based in Taiwan,、mm-hmm. but I went to the states to recruit teachers.、Oh, okay, so you're getting teachers from the states to come to Taiwan and teach, or they can just like stay in the states and teach online. They can just stay in the states to teach online, but、mm-hmm. I had to be physically there because of the time difference in、mm-hmm. order to interview them during their like you know daytime. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because I've been an ESL teacher before, and I've been on the other side of those interviews where I'm being interviewed. And they were usually at really weird times of the day. Like I'd have to wake up at like six a.m. to do、wow. an interview, or you、mm-hmm. know, late at night at like nine thirty at night. Yep.、Exactly. You mean when you were in the states? Yeah, when I was in, we had that. Yeah, that's a good point. I was still in the states, and I was having interviews with countries like China, Korea, Malaysia. So yeah, pretty weird times、mm-hmm. of day. <laughs> yeah. And what what about other experiences? And、uh, other than that, my personal. Interviewing experience, I would say, is actually very interesting because I had interview from in the states and also、mm-hmm. in Taiwan and、mm-hmm. China,、mm-hmm. right? So they're very different, actually. In the states, I guess、um, they're more professional, and you have to like really dress up, you know, like dress to impress,、mm-hmm. like dress to impress, suit and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, they wouldn't really ask you for your personal questions, like. How old are you? Are you Or, single? Yeah, but then like in Taiwan, <laughs> they would ask you these questions like, "So you live nearby?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> Why would they ask you? I know it's I don't know. <laughs> That is weird. But they do ask you weird questions. Like I mean, I've gotten some really weird ones from ESL interviews. Like my first interview with China, they literally asked me if I wanted a Chinese girlfriend. 
What? <laughs> well, I think they were maybe just, they probably want to know if you would stay there long term. Because um, when I was teaching at a cram school, they did ask me, hey, are you, do you have any future plans of moving to different countries? Because they want to make sure that I can uh, teach there long term. They say it's better for the kids. Well, I get that. I, yeah, I understand they want you to be there for long term. But asking you if you would like to have a Chinese girlfriend... <laughs> That's kind of like off topic. Maybe, maybe a little bit racist. Maybe you're looking to get married while you come here. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe maybe like uh, they want to introduce you to like, oh, some girl okay. or something. <laughs> well, this is a fact that I would know that uh, when I was working in China, they would only hire male teachers, oh. <laughs> male foreign teachers, and there's like a flock of female Chinese teachers just waiting for. Okay, this is so Aww. weird to say, but yeah, they're just waiting for male teachers to come and they'll be hoping maybe there's a chance somehow. For, now, for some... I would guess that's because the conditions in China, because mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't really happen in Korea or Taiwan like that. But I have heard from friends in China, um, this is kind of, a, I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. Mm-hmm. They say dating in China is not hard at all. Like there's just it's very easy to mm-hmm. find like a really beautiful Chinese girl um, because I guess because Cult, they want to escape Chinese culture. They mm-hmm. want to move to a different country. Mm-hmm. But that also blows my mind. We shouldn't talk about politics, but I've heard a lot of people from China say things I very much disagree with about the Chinese government. But mm-hmm. that's for another day. Yes. You sure you? Well, you can talk a little <laughs> bit about it. I mean, you already sort of build up that. <laughs> yeah. Well, my whole point was I think that there's certain countries where people just want to get out mm-hmm. to improve their socioeconomic conditions and Mm -hmm. China might be one of those countries where there's so many people it's so crowded it's so competitive that you know if you're a girl in China and you can marry like an American guy maybe go to the States it could be a chance for more bigger opportunities yeah well if 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 I got some foreigner that wants to marry me I wouldn't say no for now like (laughs) I I wouldn't say no if you want to marry me go ahead I do (laughs) put a ring on it So you, you got a lot of experience when it comes to interviewing. Yeah. Right. So then there must be some fun experiences and some bad experiences. So Steve, would you like to listen to some bad ones or good ones first? Bad ones, please. Well, we should always do. Uh, we always say, tell, give us the good news before the bad news. Let's do some <laughs> good ones first. Okay. So so some good ones. Some good ones. I want some funny ones. Oh, okay. It's actually not a good one, but it's a funny one. (laughs) (laughs) Rather fun than good. So um, uh, my first time getting an interview, I was there with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Aw, shot through the heart. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we both wanted to get into this uh, cute restaurant place or like Mm -hmm. a place that we could interact with kids as well Mm because we both love kids. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, uh, we... Uh, I was trying to not impress the interviewer mm-hmm. with my uh, language ability or mm-hmm. like my love in education and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like a restaurant that you can interact with kids mm-hmm. and you have to educate them as well mm-hmm. and uh, you get paid. So, mm-hmm. uh, but for my boyfriend, he lacks of uh, he my ex boyfriend he lacked <laughs> language uh, ability. Mm-hmm. So I, I was teaching him some tips to you know get into the interview, mm-hmm. but in the end. Uh, this is not the first restaurant that we try. We try like three or four. In the mm-hmm. end, I'm always the one that get hired. Oh, so things got bitter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And this happened a lot of times with me and my other friend. 
as well. And we would both go in to try to interview for this company, and I will always get in. <laughs> Moral of the story, do not interview with your friends, because <laughs> things get bitter and you lose friends. Moral. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's not moral of the story. The moral of the story is, you know, some people are naturally just like really, really good at interviewing. Some people are really good at, uh, you know, making good impressions. But the thing is, you don't have to worry because Victoria here later, well, we're going to give you some yes. tips, right? But to, but for, for now, we're going to focus on some of the fun experiences and bad experiences. But this is not exactly a bad experience, I guess. This is just a, a fun that I'm... I'm always nailing my interviews. <laughs> Acing your interviews. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and your friends keep messing up. Yeah. How about, how about Steve? Um, For a funny interview experience? Mm-hmm. Well, I, there, I don't think I've had one quite like that, but mm-hmm. I definitely had an interview, another ESL English teaching interview with a Malaysian company, mm-hmm. and they told me in the they knew I was American first of all I should preface and say that they know mm-hmm. I'm an American and in their interview they told me they're like well we really want to hire someone that's British that knows British English mm-hmm. and back in my mind I'm thinking well you know I'm American why did you even have this interview with me and then they also told me they're like well can you make the whole curriculum for the first semester which is like three or four months before you get here in like three months and I was like Sketchy. 25, just graduated university. I was like, dude, I don't even know how to make a curriculum. <laughs> I barely taught one class yet. So <laughs> wow. I was just like, at the end of the interview, I was like, I don't think I'm going to Malaysia. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny interview because it was basically a giant waste of time. Mm. And them, them telling me they want me to be everything I'm not. And I was like, I can't be British. I can't make a whole curriculum. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, even if you got the job, you probably have a lot of problem with that because, you know, Ultimately, they want a British. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I couldn't learn British English, and I do know most of the differences between the language between Eng- American English and British English. But um, it's just, yeah, I think that there's a lot of red flags. With we should use that term, red flags. That's actually mm-hmm. a really good phrase for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw red flags, and whenever I see red flags with schools mm-hmm. in, the, in the ESL world, you look for something different, mm-hmm. and that, those were two giant red flags. It told me that they didn't have a good curriculum set up, mm-hmm. and that they were looking for a certain kind of teacher that I was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a bad experience. I wasn't really bad, actually. I kind of came out of it. You know, ESL, there's so many jobs. You know, I had interviews with China, I had interviews with Malaysia, Korea. So I was actually having kind of fun with the interviews. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of them. So for me, losing one like that wasn't really that bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, I interviewed a lot of people since working at VoiceTube because I have to interview the interns. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say I'm good at interviewing people, but I'm pretty bad at interviewing. What was it? Interviewing? Going to interviews. I'm like really, really bad at going to interviews because I look, I look mean and I look like a kid. <laughs> I, I just, I straight up look mean and I talk really fast. And, you know, with my English speaking ability, sometimes it could be a little bit in, in, intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started, um, I started doing internships. I started taking freelance jobs, um, starting from, I wouldn't say a very young age, but I started doing that. Um, my second year of college. So I have quite a lot of experience, experiences, and they would think of me as maybe a little bit of a jiao'ao, you know? Mm. Like, oh, so young and achieving so much stuff. But no, I'm actually, I, I would like to say I'm a humble person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like to, um, like to learn stuff, but I'm just like not really good with words, and I just, I just look like a mean person, and I talk too fast. I think, no, you don't. Well, I think that's probably... Um, <laughs> One of the reasons that in the beginning, 
I'm not really good with in, uh, you know interviews, but there is a funny story. Um, when I was when I was still younger, like two three years ago, um, I was doing a lot of teaching, and then I was doing some other freelance jobs. But I don't want to have any spare time at all. I want to fill all my schedule. So I decided to come to VoiceTube, and you know, as an intern. So when I when I came here for the interview, I was all dressed up. I was in my suit. Which was absolutely not fitting at all. It was. It was. I, I, I gained weight, and I was about. Um, I already graduated college that time, and I made that suit when I was in my freshman year. So you, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got it made. Customized, <laughs> tailor made. Ah. So, um, so damn, that's a skill. <laughs> well, if I if I know how to make like if I know if I'm a tailor, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> I, I'm making like tons of money just making suits. So um, that day. The AC at the voice tube's old office had broken down. Oh, oh no. no. So can you imagine me in a super tight suit <laughs> and then trying to use my brain to, you know, write the, the papers and talking to Sam, the previous um, manager. And then it was it was a disaster. I thought I wasn't good enough to get the job. But turns out it did great. So I guess this was a funny story because me in my crazy ass suit. <laughs> you have it a was picture so of hot. It? No, I don't have a picture of it, but it's just <laughs> hilarious. But it was a fun experience. All right. That's, so we hope you guys enjoy those stories there. We want to help you guys out in this episode, though, and prep you guys to get your next interviews and nail the job. So let's talk about some of the traits the general traits by the way that companies look for and that you can either have or pretend to have because let's be honest mm-hmm. sometimes you have to pretend a little bit yeah. in the business world mm-hmm. so victoria i'm going to bounce this one to you first um what are some of the traits you looked for um in some of your prospective employees right um they have to be able to be flexible as mm-hmm. well because there might be some emergencies that they have to deal with because we might have like maybe a teacher calling sick very last minute mm-hmm. and then we need to fill this person up so uh we need to find someone that's available and see if he can be flexible and you know just put him on the spot to mm-hmm. see if he can teach right away so he needs to be experienced for sure in order to do that and that's what we we're looking for mm-hmm. and uh able to i guess handle the pressure mm-hmm. yeah and uh not really getting mad at us mm-hmm. <laughs> because there are a lot of situations that might happen at that time mm-hmm. uh what are the traits that we're not looking for is people who likes to complain a little bit too much however i mean it's okay if you want to tell us about what you think and what we could improve Mm -hmm. within the time over the time Mm -hmm. but if you just like heads on complaining and complaining not giving us a a solution that you're you're looking for we're probably just thinking oh you know it's kind of tiring too from our side to Mm -hmm. be hearing this all the time that's what I would think. Yeah, so I would say like that's a pretty general. Uh, that's a good skill to master is how to become more constructive mm-hmm. in your criticism rather than just mm. whining or complaining. Yeah, I think it works for you know both the employees and the employer though. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very important to give out constructive ideas or suggestions or be clear with what you want. I think that's one very important thing. Agreed. Yeah, and I also glimpsed, I also gleaned another part of Victoria, what she said, and that's kind of stress management 
Um, in my experience, and this is not my strong suit, by the way, um, I find a lot of employers like to have employees who have a plan to deal with stress. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to love stress because mm-hmm. no one's like, oh, yeah, I love to be stressed out all the time. But <laughs> I kind of like being stressed that's, out. That's <laughs> gives me person. the adrenaline. Yeah, I think pressure. Pressure. Some people like pressure, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's a little bit different than stress. Right. Uh-huh. But employers, I think, like to see that you can handle stress mm-hmm. or you have some kind of something in your toolkit that you're going to try to use to mitigate or lessen the stress. Right. I'm wondering, Winnie or Victoria, what do you guys, or Winnie, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, how I deal with stress? Or what do you think like employees can do to um, make themselves look more appealing to employers or, yeah, deal with the stress? Well, you know, I, I, you know, well, in the beginning, they, you, you said dress to impress. I think it's very important to be professional. Not only that you have to look professional, you have to be professional. Um, there are certain things that you can do and can't do at an office, and you've really got to figure out what you can and can't do because ultimately it's pretty bad for your personal image. I think, you know, that that's what I really, really care about when I am at, at the office. And with stress, I think one very important thing is you got to find a friend to sort of share, um, you know, what you have in your head, your burdens, while not giving all that burden to the other person, but maybe, you know, find someone in your office who you trust and who is your friend and can give you suggestions. I think that's very important. You got to find someone in the office who supports you so that you can, you know, keep walking. Right. And I feel like a lot of employers would ask you on the spot, like, would you be able to be up for the challenge? Mm -hmm. So this meaning that, of course, this job will be you know, a bit challenging for you. And it's it's not like, of course, you're not applying for a job that's super easy. Then why would they, you know? Why would they, they be hired? looking for, yeah. Yeah, so it, it your job must be challenging, but if you're up for it and how are you going to manage it and what is your schedule or like, you know, a timeline of how you, you're going to process all these. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good uh, mentality to have. When you go into an interview, you should be able to, impress them that you are able to take the challenge. Yeah. I mean, the companies are always looking for people who can bring them something new mm. instead of just, hey, you know, this is your job and just do your job. Well, you got to do your job right. But if you can bring them something more, something new, that would be a plus. So more like creativity and mm-hmm. ambition, I would yeah. say. Probably more of those traits. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of have to send my disagree on that because for like Western companies, I feel like they would love that you throw in ideas at them. Mm-hmm. But for like Eastern companies, you're, they, they sort of just want you to, you know, follow follow the rules, follow the drill. Yeah. Like hush, th- hush. This is what you got to do. Shut up and do it. Well, uh, I yeah. I think there's a tightrope. There's it's not it's a balancing act, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always like Western companies aren't gonna love it if you're just like, Yeah, your ideas are bad and here's mine and this is how we're gonna do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do like people who are creative and take initiative. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those areas where it's kind of about communication. It's how you say stuff, it's how you do stuff. So if mm-hmm. you have new ideas, you don't go to your boss and say, Hey, we're doing this, your idea sucks. <laughs> you go to him and be like, Yeah, hey, I noticed you're doing this, but I have this other idea. Like, what do you think if we try something like this? Mm-hmm. So it's about respect respecting your coworkers and your boss and mm-hmm. also being a good communicator. Yeah, but this is mutual, um, you know, with, with the employers and with the employees. True, true. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's always going to be company goals and team goals, and there are things that we got to do as a team. But uh, I think, you know, if you have, like, I wouldn't say better ideas, but if you got, like, different approaches, I think it's a good idea to sort of pitch it out. And discuss with the mm-hmm. whole team. 
Yeah, I think those are all really great suggestions. And hopefully, if you're listening, maybe you guys have more. Um, but let's move on to our final section today, which is going to be tips for you guys in the actual interview process. So, Victoria, you're kind of the you have the most experience here. Do you want to start this off? Like, what tips do you have for people going into hard interviews? Right. So I mostly do online interviews. So、uh, there's some tips for you for the body language as well if you're doing an online video、um, interview.、Mm-hmm. So when you're online, point. Make sure the camera is in a good lighting.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is very important because you don't want to scare people off with you know dark lighting or like Hello, weird backgrounds. My old friend, <laughs> exactly.、Like、you want to have that spotlight on you <laughs> so you can shine. And also, you still have to dress professionally.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it's online.、I、even mean, you know, even just the shirt. Yes, <laughs> and then the suit jacket, and if you want to wear underwear, because we will never ask you、fine. to stand up and、yeah. show us, <laughs> right? And most importantly, I feel like you need to look into the camera、mm-hmm. so that the other side of the interviewee or interviewer can, you know, see that you're making eye contact or something,、mm-hmm. and also use your hand gestures. It's going to be a, a bit more helpful if you have your hand gestures as well. Mm-hmm. So that when you're talking about something like number one, point out, point two, point three,、mm-hmm. something that people could just follow your、uh, whatever that you're saying、mm-hmm. uh, more easily.、Mm-hmm. You can also create a better flow with the with the hand gestures and stuff. Right. Yeah, because when I talk, I do that a lot. I have like lots of different gestures and sometimes even facial expressions. I I would say you know my tips would be you know be true and be honest and be yourself. Like you don't want to fake too much. Because I think you, when you're faking, people can spot it,、mm-hmm. and don't try too hard. I have been in,、um, I, I've been inter, I, I've been interviewing people for a, a while now, and sometimes when you know when people that are just like trying too hard, it, I wouldn't say it disgusts me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I would be too impressed when they're trying too hard. So be, you know, be yourself, be true, be honest. And you know, just be polite and be nice and dress up, dress up to impress. Because you know, when you when you when you look professional, you can actually fool people. <laughs> so that th- these are my tips. How about Steve? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a couple. So number one is before the interview, you're probably going to feel really nervous, or maybe you're kind of fidgeting around in your seat, or you can't stop moving.、Mm-hmm. Slow down, take some deep breaths, and just literally kind of like almost meditate before、mm-hmm. your interview. I think this can really help you just relax.、Mm-hmm. So that. Goes kind of hand in hand with what Victoria said about the body language. Good body language, be relaxed, seem like you're confident. The second tip I want to give you because I have totally messed this up before、mm. is always bring your CV to the interview because、um, a lot of times they don't ask for it or sometimes they will ask for it and they'll surprise you sometimes. Be like, hey, do you have your CV on hands? And I've been to one or two interviews where I've been like, "Oh no!" But I can totally print that off for you. <laughs> <laughs> so just bring your CV and a couple other important documents with you,、mm-hmm. just so you're not caught off guard.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that part,、um, you know, when we're interviewing interns, there are, you know, I, I've been interviewing them quite a while, and some some people they would bring their CV, and it, it always impresses me and Evie. And even if you don't want to print them out, you can bring your own laptop and maybe show them. Or using your、um, iPad, this all works.、Mm-hmm. Show them that you're well prepared, and that also means being on time. And、mm-hmm. by this, it means being early,、mm-hmm. right? And you have to check if you're doing online interview, whatever. You have to check if your technology is working, internet、mm-hmm. connection、Tech、is、check. stable, and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys, we're running short on time here. But before we go and before we say goodbye to Victoria, we want to answer one of the fan questions. So thank you for posting on IG. You can also post it on Facebook where I'll probably see it. So, Winnie, do you want to tell us what the question of the day is? Okay, so this question is from Old Tu Chung. Old Tu Chung. And he says, he or she, he says, um, now he has a problem when he wants to talk to people and he wants to use simple words or simple sentences, but then he would go blank and he couldn't think of something uh, to say. And sometimes when he's, uh, you know, watching videos and if the sentence is a little bit longer, he sort of forgets, you know, the beginning of the sentence. So what are the ways that he can solve these issues? Okay, I'll answer his first question first. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you're in the like beginner slash intermediate phase where you're trying to become more conversational. Um, the best thing you can do is just get out there and talk to people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like go to social community events where people speak Chinese and English. Like for instance, Top Shelf Games in Taipei, a great board game group. They have a lot of Chinese and English speakers. That's a really friendly community. Uh, language exchange partners, another good way to do it. So just get yourself some practice with someone who will actually listen to you. That'd be my first recommendation. Mm-hmm. How about the second one? Uh, for the second one, my best suggestion would be to, you know, if you're looking at long material and you keep forgetting what you're watching for like a subtitle or reading in a blog, uh, maybe take notes or try to slow down the speed of the video. Uh, try to find ways, take notes on what, what they said earlier in the video or slow it down. That's what I would say. It's That's always really challenging for me in Chinese. It's really hard too. That's why I, I end up replaying it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But even transcribing can actually really help you get better at this. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. All right. So how about Victoria? I know you have a passion in teaching. So from a teacher's point of view, what would you say? I agree with Steve. You just need to really practice and practice and practice and Make sure the person that you're practicing with is able to give you a feedback. So mm-hmm. giving you like the correction that you need instead of just like, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> but then you're not really saying it correctly, mm-hmm. right? So you need that person to be really honest with you and help you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tip I would give you is to create your own flashcards. I mean, it's dumb and it's very like kindergarten kind of thing, mm-hmm. but... Uh, having pictures that associate with the word and creating your own sentence in your own way and, you know, make it more personal. Mm-hmm. It helps you a lot with understanding this word and using this word in the future. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. works the same with, you know, learning a new language, because when when you were a baby, when you were starting to learn how to speak, um, even even in Chinese, it's the same method. People use flashcards. So even though it Sounds a little bit dumb, but it's definitely worth trying. And my last two cents on that is don't be afraid to mess up or sound stupid. You're going to. You're just going to. I sound stupid all the time in Chinese, Mm -hmm. but you got to just keep sounding stupid until you sound smart. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have friends who are, you know, experiencing this problem, don't laugh at them. I think it's very important you keep Mm. encouraging them. Right, Right, Steve? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, there there are people, there are times where you can laugh at someone's mistake if it's something that that person is also laughing about and maybe they said something that was kind of funny, but don't laugh at someone just because they can't speak that language well. That's mm-hmm. just bad. Just be nice and be encouraging. All right, guys. Well, before I, the last thing I want to say is go check out the weekly blogs at blog.tw.com. We also post a link on our Facebook group and in this um, podcast. So, each one mimics the podcast episode. So there will be a blog about this topic next week. Mm-hmm. This will help you 
have a better idea with what we're saying in the podcast. So you can read and listen at the same time. This can definitely help you with your English learning journey. All right, so that's all the time we have. All right, guys. Thanks, Victoria, for coming back on the show. Thank you, guys. All right, bye-bye. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find us at rtvibesvt. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening.